Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome to Could Happen Here. I'm Andrew of the YouTube channel Andrewism, and I'm here with Garrison Davis is also here. Hello. Welcome, welcome. You know what I'm thinking about recently? Cults. Oh. One of one of my favorite topics, cults are cults are fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the term cult is in some ways just another pejorative for you know a group that you don't like. Sure. Um, you know, a cult of personality could be used to describe a very passionate fan base. Um, we use cult classic to talk about you know really well known and renowned uh, pieces of media. Yeah. You know, cults could also actually refer to high control groups that ruin people's lives. You know, so. That's something to consider. Yeah, y- yes. <laughs> I know that there's some debate within sociology about, oh, should we use it? Should we not use it? Um, but I don't think the occasional misapplications of the term should distract us from the very real cults that have existed or do exist out there. Um, cults, not just in the context of religion, but also in the context of politics. Ab- absolutely. There's a, I, I, can, I can think of many... Many a political cult that rears its head whenever there's a popular uprising. Indeed, uh, indeed. Yeah. <clears throat> PSL. Um, recently, uh, yeah, yes. I picked... <laughs> recently, <laughs> recently, I picked up On the Edge, Political Cults Left and Right by Dennis Turish and Tim Walford. And uh, as I was going through it and going through all the different examples and stuff, it really gave me a clearer sense of how political cults operate. And so today I'd like to take some time to discuss the nature of political cults and 
perhaps in future episodes, we can dive into some specific examples and case studies, of which there are several, and many of them seem to be of the Trotskyist variety. Let me... Uh... Let me ask my uh, commander in chief, Bob. Actually, if, if I'm a, if I'm allowed to talk about this before I continue <laughs> continue this episode, <laughs> revisionists, uh, revisionists everywhere. Uh, uh, no, continue, please. <laughs> yeah. So first, I guess we need to understand what cults are in general. Um, typically, cults are defined as a relatively small group, which is typically led by a charismatic and self-appointed leader who excessively controls its members, requiring unwavering devotion to a set of religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs and practices, or a particular person, object, or goal, which is considered outside the norms of society. The American Family Foundation defined cults as a group of a group or movement exhibiting great or excessive devotion or dedication to some person, idea, or thing, and employing unethical, manipulative, or coercive techniques of persuasion and control, for example, isolation from former friends and family, debilitation, use of special methods to heighten suggestibility and subservience, powerful group pressures, information management, suspension of individuality or critical judgment, promotion of total dependence on the group and fear of leaving it, designed to advance the goals of the group's leaders, the actual or possible detriment of members, their families or the community. We can also define cults as organizations that remold individuality to conform to the codes and needs of the cult, institute taboos that preclude doubt and criticism, and generate an elitist mentality whereby members see themselves as lone evangelists struggling to bring enlightenment to the hostile forces surrounding them. There is only one truth, and that is the truth espoused by the cult. Competing explanations are not merely inaccurate, but degenerate. Cults don't have opponents, they have enemies, and frequently dream about their ultimate destruction. Now, cults are usually associated with religion, particularly of the New Age and self-help variety. Sometimes it even gets into the kind of multi-level marketing schemes of business training or psychotherapy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the lines between MLMs, permanent schemes, and cults is... Quite blurred at this point. Essential oils, all that stuff. Yeah, it's it, it's a very it's a very fluid dynamic because no, in 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 practice, a lot of those, if they are not cults themselves, they do pick up a lot of like cultish tactics, behavior, kind of yeah. modes of modes of interaction. Um, Honestly, you could apply that to a lot of businesses these days. I mean, I, I've seen can. more than a handful of medium articles like this is why you should run your business like a cult. Here are seven cult tactics that you could apply to your business to generate more productivity, kind of classic <laughs> LinkedIn style stuff. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so in 2000, which is when the book Political Cults Left and Right was published, it cited that as many as 4 million Americans may have been involved with cult groups and that there were around 500 cults active in Britain at the time, and between three and 5,000 in the United States. And honestly, that can be an understatement. Especially nowadays, even just with <laughs> like how the internet has changed social interactions. Yeah, like yeah. it's A lot of aspects of American culture have either been or always have been kind of cultified, whether that includes stuff like the Marvel or Star Wars fan base or... 
sports teams <laughs> or your little church who has this one pastor for like 50 years who controls what everyone wears and what everyone's allowed to say, what everyone's allowed to watch and who, and who they're allowed to vote for, right? Like it's a lot of aspects that have been kind of now sucked into kind of like the what like the modern nuclear family kind of looks like. A lot of the dynamics that makes that that kind of churns that machine have a lot, a lot of cult aspects. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And honestly, it, that's where like you know sociologists would contend with the term, right? Because honestly, there are some definitions of a cult that literally would just apply to pretty much any religious group. Sure. Um, and whatever your thoughts are on that, you know, it's. It's, it's clear that although religious groups do have their issues, um, we're speaking about a very specific and concentrated uh, approach yeah. to, that, to that, that type of organization. Um, I mean, cults could be as small as two people, right? Where one person is controlling the other through claiming a position of privilege inside. In fact, a lot of cults start with just two people. The leader and their Indeed. first acolyte, you know. And larger cults can also have smaller subcults within them, yeah. as you know, certain members branch out and pursue their own little fiefdoms. Cults weaponize people's emotions to bring them into the fold. I mean, you don't rationalize your way into a cult. The people at Heaven's Gate went like, "Huh, yeah, you know that 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 really makes sense. I should probably investigate that." Uh, according to all these uh, studies and calculations, it, it really, really all lines up, you know? Uh, and similarly, most don't even rationalize their way out of a cult. Cult recruitment and cult disillusion are mostly involving constantly shifting emotional states, uh, which helps to lead to a loss of subtlety and nuance in one's thoughts and feelings. And on top of that, cults are very good at making members feel special. You know, these minor insights are presented as profound revelations. Commonly held ideas are claimed as exclusive to the cult, boosting members' sense of intellectual superiority. Where apocalypse is concerned, cults operate under the assumption that they are the only ones who can avert imminent catastrophe, fostering a belief in their infallibility. And then members are isolated from their pre-cult self and life as their old beliefs are discarded and they're consumed by cult activities, embracing a new sense of self and riding high on the illusions and promises of a glorious future with often destructive and violent means needed to reach that goal. That description can apply to both religious cults and political cults. And political cults. No, I was definitely viewing that through a, even a more so a political lens just because that's you know a lot of what we cover on the show. Um, yeah. No, like... That can even that can even also I mean it, it it can obviously describe like we've kind of been alluding to these big like communist kind of cult groups that operate, um, particularly in North America, but honestly that description can also like uh, be applied to just like a really shitty like anarchist affinity group that's kind of being led by one asshole like it, it, it's certain yeah. like this it it certainly applies beyond you know the very you know like political systems that are more inherently authoritarian versus ones that aren't. But, you know, yeah. if you look at like the libertarian party of the United States, right. And all of their little local chapters, right. They claim to be anti-authoritarian. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
a lot of a lot of their uh, internal politics are very authoritarian, but also like the the specific local chapters. Whenever they get new people in and they kind of have someone new take take charge of their chapter, it it does have a little kind of cult dynamic running, and I don't think that's um, restricted just to those on the right of the political spectrum. I think there's definitely aspects where you even see this in like uh, anarchist kind of compositions in. Yeah. At least at least in the United States in in my in my observation. Yeah, definitely. I think people hear cults and they immediately think like the destructive cults of people of like the People's Temple of Jim Jones, right? Sure. I mean, those members through deliberate action abused, physically injured or killed other members of their own group and other people. You know, and then they, of course the doomsday cults people think about like Heaven's Gate who believe in some kind of apocalypticism or millenarianism. Uh, but I want to talk about political cults, right? And not just political cults on the left, even though that's a very um, easy target to go after uh, because, you know, we are involved in these spaces. But, you know, there are a lot of right-wing political cults as well, you know, that, <laughs> that will, get, will get their due attention um, in due time. In fact, the first political cult that I do want to talk about in another episode is a cult that really ran the gamut from left to right. The leader of that cult, the last name rhymes with La Pooch. But, you know, we'll get to that in due time. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I will, I will, <laughs> I will wait for the, uh, for the reveal. Do you know who else really loves cults? Who's that? The products and services that pay both my bills and some of your bills. <laughs> Uh, so here is a perfect a perfect space for an ad break. Thanks, Chevron, if you're advertising for <laughs> pushing pushing forward the great American tradition of cultish behavior in the economic system. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are back. Have you ever read the book uh, Cultish? So I classify my engagement with literature in two broad camps, books I've read and books I've skimmed. That's a book I've skimmed. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. It's, it, is, it, is, it is definitely a fine book to skim. Um, no, it's definitely a, a, good, a good kind of a, a good central, central piece of literature kind of on, on this topic, especially as it relates to, you know, getting out of just like Heaven's Gate or Scientology, you know, there's very, like, very obvious cults. I'm starting to, yeah. like, look at the general cultishness of, like, this entire continent and specifically the United States. Um, it's definitely a, 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 fu- a fun read if anyone is interested in the topic. Yeah, I think it particularly focuses on cult language, right? How yeah. the language of cults is used to manipulate people. Yeah. So political cults, right? I mean, in a world where established politics has failed us again and again, many have turned to radical politics, right and left. Um, I mean, as someone who doesn't really consider myself left, but I do like relate to it in some way, um, you know, typical anarchist. Yeah, I'm on the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you there. Yeah, um, I don't see radicalization towards left as necessarily a bad thing. I mean, there are a lot of rabbit holes and pitfalls I think people fall into when they start progressing in that trajectory. But, you know, people's frustrations with this feeling system are real and it's good that they're seeking radical alternatives. Some of those alternatives are terrible and should be called out, but the premise of needing revolutionary system change is not terrible, which is where I disagree with the book's kind of centrist bent because it, sure. put forward, it puts forward the idea that revolution is like this dramatic thing, right? Like how, how, why would you be proposing that unless you were a cult kind of vibe? It, it also ends up drawing some equivalences between the radical left and the radical right. Sure. Um, although I will say as well, um, the book is primarily discussing Marxist-Leninists when it talks about political cults in the far left. And as we'll see, the way that Marxist-Leninists structure things, it, it is somewhat conducive to that particular formation. Not to slander all Marxist-Leninists, but the ideology is, you know, in some ways compatible, in many ways compatible uh, with cult organization. Yeah. And I do agree with the book's criticisms of the way that a lot of Marxist Leninists specifically organize their movements and organizations. But yeah, preamble aside, the book defines political cults as environments where individuals are encouraged to envision a future society under their control. These members are often praised as visionary leaders, referred to as cadres, who will hold significant power in the new world order. At the same time, they are criticized for not fully grasping the ideals of the founders in the present. The slow progress toward realizing the cult's goals is attributed to their perceived lack of effort. The leader is credited with the cult's achievements, while any setbacks are blamed on the members' perceived laziness. This combination of grandiose vision and an internal culture that suppresses dissent creates an environment where questioning any aspect of the group's ideology is met with intense fear and punishment. And political cults really do present a danger. 
most of them are marginal, irrelevant, um, but they do cause harm um, to the people within them and the people outside of them. And if they manage to take state power, like in Cambodia, um, it really has like extremely disastrous results. And I would call uh, Pol Pot a cult leader. I would go as far as to say that. Political cults have been mostly far right, right? There are some far left cults in the mix, um, which in my opinion is even more depressing because it's like, he was so close. And then yeah. uh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> so like a lot of my ire is targeted towards political cults on the left because it's like, wow, you know, almost there. And then now you're stuck planting the flag of the CCP in front of a university in the US or something. Yeah. Many, many such cases. Many such cases. <laughs> All sorts of political cults demand that their true believers be prepared to embrace the group's inflexible theology and strict organizational practices, much to the peril of society, and honestly, the waste of the talents, energy, and commitment to their members. For as long as I can remember, cults have been a bad thing. You know, cults suck, right? Cults of all types really suck. Ge and so gener inevitably, generally, yeah, generally cults have kind of a bad rap. Usually. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then that lends itself to the question of why do people join them? No, they're stupid. <laughs> How do they recruit and, and keep their members? Like what's going on there? Is it that they just didn't know? Is it that, oh, cult, sign me up. I want to take a very unorthodox approach and offer you, Garrison, personally, a guide to start your own cult. Oh, I, I've thought a lot about this already, I, but I am, I am, I'm very happy, to, very happy to take notes here. Let, let, me, let me make a new Google Doc. And I'll, <laughs> sure, uh, all right. sure. We're drawn from the work of social psychologists Anthony Pratkanis and Elliot Aronson. So just follow these steps, all right? All right. Step one, create a distinct social reality. Cults isolate members from external sources of information, making them interact primarily with other cult members. This leads to a shift in vocabulary towards the cult's lingo, making it difficult for them to communicate with non-cult members, which leads to the uncritical acceptance of the cult's propaganda. The cult's belief system must be rigid and all-encompassing. Their analysis answers everything about the world, and there is nothing beyond it. Left-wing cults believe that their ideology is the only valid lens through which to, to view the world. Historical materialism. While right-wing cults often center their beliefs around conspiracy theories, particularly related to race. And remember, the group's beliefs are beyond question or falsification. No tests or challenges are allowed that might lead to a re-evaluation of these beliefs. Any dissent or questioning is labeled as heresy or betrayal or you know better kind of vibe. Step two, create an in-group and an out-group. Cults emphasize differences between their in-group and perceived out-groups, fostering loyalty among members. It really doesn't matter who the out-group is, you just need to have an out-group of some kind. So for far-right cults, it's like Jewish people, Black people, gay people, those are the necessary outgroups. That's like the bare minimum outgroup for most right-wing groups, right? Yeah. It's like checklist, you know, typical. Um, I mean, of course, some go even further and they might say something like, anybody who isn't a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant 
is excluded from their groups. But you know, sorry, they became kind of irrelevant. Sorry, Catholics, you're not, you're not yeah. allowed. Yeah, R.I.P. Catholics, R.I.P. Irish, etc. <laughs> and then for far left cults, in order to isolate the members further, they can't just rely on like the bourgeoisie as the old group because I mean, the rest of the left already has the bourgeoisie uh, as an opponent. So these far-left cults have to create other outgroups to target their ire and isolate their members from as well. Yeah, it it becomes much more like seeped in ideology than some than like compared to some of the right-wing cults. I think generally the cults on the left get get way more into creating kind of ideological distinctions that yeah. separate the in-group and the out-group and their the, the ideology becomes the the thing that like this is like that becomes like the unquestionable thing that answers all of the truths and all of like the problems of the world, whether that's like an apocalyptic version where you're talking about like some like collapse um, or it's, you know, like a or even like a, a utopic version. Right. Where you're talking about the the Marxist Leninists party is going to seize seize power through the vanguard and control swaths of territory Um and yeah. ret- return power to the proletariat. Yes, and the, the true obstacles to that party are the revisionists, the ultra leftists, etc., etc., etc. The post leftists, yeah. the anarchists, uh, yeah, yeah, the social democrats, as always, the enemy yeah. to all sides. Truly, <laughs> the one, the one that everyone, everyone loves to hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, <laughs> the petty bourgeois scum. <laughs> Right, next step. Step three. Build commitment through dissonance reduction. So cults manipulate cognitive dissonance by gradually escalating members' commitment to the group's beliefs and actions. This leads to a sense of consistency and eventually conversion. So you don't throw a newbie into the Kool-Aid right away. You start small and you build up from there. Maybe first you join a meeting, then maybe you start voting in the meetings, then you hand out flyers for the cult at like a Black Lives Matter protest, for example, and then you're sipping the Kool-Aid. You know, it's, it's like baby steps. You don't throw yeah. them into the, into all the thing right away. Next, step four, maintain a rigid internal regime. Decision-making power is concentrated in the hands of a select elite within the group. Formal controls and democratic processes are either dismantled or ignored, even though the organization may claim to be democratic on paper. And this environment helps to foster uncertainty, fear, and confusion among members, which actually helps to reinforce their commitment to the group, believe it or not. Five. Step five. Establish the attractiveness and credibility of the leader. Ooh, all righty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, makeover. (laughs) This is is why it's going to be all over as soon as they start making twink cults. It's going to be whole whole swaths of the the population just are going to immediately fall victim. Indeed, indeed. These grand or supreme leaders are legends. Extraordinary in their qualities. Your twinkness. New age cults do (laughs) this. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> New Age cults do this with their sex fest leaders and stuff, but oh my God, I can't not mention the veneration that political cults place on their leaders, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Hitler fans just obsessed with the guy. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. This applies to like to like 
people who are really into Hitler, people who are really into Stalin, people who are really into Mao, they become this almost like messianic figure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even before I understood cults better, I could see very clearly early on, even, you know, before my readings, theory and everything, just being exposed to, you know, that space, that there is a veritable cult of Lenin, of the Kim family, of Mao, of Trotsky, and of Stalin. And far be it from you to point out their flaws and mistakes. Either it's denied outright as outside propaganda, or it's kept on the down low as much as possible. Specific to the North Korea situation, right? You often see its supporters saying things like, yes, there are problems with North Korea, and we do, we do discuss our criticisms behind closed doors, but openly, you know, it's full-throttled, full-throated support. Which I find very interesting. Yeah. Step six. Speaking of leaders, the leader needs privileges, naturally. Personal power, wealth accumulation, and often sexual favors as well. Activities that are usually deemed unacceptable for ordinary members are tolerated when applied to leaders. Why? Because, step seven, you make sure to deify the leader. Leaders, whether historical or current, are elevated to a near divine status. They're carrying on the legacy and defending it from revision if the OG is already dead. You've resolved the arguments by referencing the sayings of these leaders rather than through independent analysis. So it's not, well, you know, this is the case because we examined X, Y, and Z factor. It's, this is the case because person A said so in 19th century text number 376 or whatever. <laughs> It's it's six hundred pages long. It's it's Yeah, I mean do you even read Capital? Like come on. All 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 twenty five volumes. <laughs> I mean no shade to Capital. I mean it's a good it's No a good book, but. absolutely. If if you want to read about like German factory conditions, it is it is definitely <laughs> it's eighteenth century German factory pol- politics. Uh it is it is an unparalleled look. Yeah, definitely. Step eight, you need to send members to proselytize. Members need to constantly promote the benefits of the cult to others because that reinforces their own beliefs. That self-generated persuasion strengthens their commitment. And to be fair, this applies even outside of cults, right? Like, if you're in the habit of sharing your particular ideology or religion or philosophy, the process of sharing it often helps you to understand it and also yeah. lends itself lends to you being fully persuaded by it. But in the context of everything else, in the context of the cults, it really becomes a feedback loop code, which is shorn of all interference from the outside world and in which only the liturgy of the cult has any semblance of reality. Number nine, step nine, distract members from undesirable thoughts. Overwork your members, keep them busy and exhausted, far too busy and exhausted to question the group's direction or beliefs. Social life, friendships, those all revolve around the group. And of course, those friendships are entirely conditional on the maintenance of uncritical enthusiasm for the party line. The book uses the example of the Workers' Revolutionary Party in Britain, which has a chapter in the book all to itself. Despite never being able to muster more than 1% of the vote in any elections, 
somehow this small organization managed to put out a daily newspaper, keeping the members busy, 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 busy. Next, number 10, fixate members on a promised land. Cults create an idealized vision of the future that contrasts with the current reality. That promised land may be an alien spaceship to the next dimension, a religious ethnostate, or a Marxist-Leninist utopia. But in either case, the cult's members are driven to work tirelessly to achieve this vision, fearing missed opportunities. They're constantly either recruiting and fundraising and kept in a constant state of alertness, reinforcing their commitment to the group's beliefs. Now, Garrison, if you follow these steps, you'll have a fairly effective cult. But you know what? Just for you, I'm going to throw in a bonus package of commonly held contradictions. You could call it the double think package. Okay. All right. I'm all ears. I'm I'm really, really desperate at this point. I've I because I've kind of sunk cost fallacy this, right? I've we've already been I've already been learning for like 30 minutes. I feel like I need to take away more more information at 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 at, at the end, because if I if I if I go and apply this now, it's I feel like I'm I'm only gonna half ass it. I, I need I need one final one final thing to kind of click into place here. Absolutely. So check this out, right? Love of liberty and support for totalitarianism, right? These seem like two opposite things. How can, how can both of these coexist? Yeah, but you, you, you can hold them in your brain simultaneously, right? Check this, right? Left-wing cults would idealize a very democratic Soviet Union of the past. You know, some Trotskyist groups even depict an earlier period as democratic before being corrupted by later leaders. And then right-wing cults would claim to champion individual liberty but seek to curtail democratic rights for those who disagree with. So the democracy is upheld, but it's theoretical. So it's like, yeah, democracy, but also, come on, the material conditions. You can't have democracy in that kind of situation. Ah, I right? see. So you're loving, yes, like I'm a dem- democracy advocate, but also like democracy gets in the way sometimes. We have to like get past it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, All we right. have like- You see what I'm the- cooking? We have the democracy of like me and like my three friends, but not like, you know, everybody. Yeah. 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 It's like democracy, but it's like centered around like a group. Like you could call it like democratic centralism or something like that. Anyway. That's a um, great idea. That's a great idea. Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, next, we have belief in equality and privilege for leaders. That last one right. seems kind of important. Yeah. So you're going to be advocating for equality, but then your leaders are going to have a bunch of privileges. Well, yeah, right? because, because we're spending all the time advocating, we need a, a little bit of something extra. Exactly. So the members, well, they get to go out there and spend time fundraising and stuff, but they can't have a say in how the money is spent, right? Like, we need that money, you know, for our personal projects and our extremely high standard of living. <laughs> Check this out. This is very common in religious cults, but also very common in some political cults. Promotion of sexual morality and sexual exploitation. Huh? Well, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I think I'll, I think I'll stop the playing along bit at this one, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. But yes, this is it's, it's this terrible. Is, it's terrible. This is, it's truly this, terrible. This is a very common thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, cults will impose very strict sexual rules, particularly on members, but yeah, no, I mean, particularly on women. And yeah. the leaders will still like have a whole harem of female members that they exploit and stuff. We, this is this is this is even quite common with like, um, like hardline evangelical cults in the in the states. Whether that's kind of like a quiverful related or just other kind of smaller evangelical sects that kind of f- form their own kind of church cult dynamic. But that is that is very specifically very common among Christian cults because of how much that like uh, sexual authoritarianism is uh, normalized in a lot of in a lot of. Uh, protestant and and catholic uh you know doctrine yeah exactly exactly it's it's frighteningly common and i've certainly heard that like you know like stalinists or maoists specifically have have weird weird sex stuff going on but i've i've never i've I've never quite poked that bear um but i i have I haven't heard that there's specifically really weird sex stuff around Maoists, but yeah. And that also is... really weird sex stuff around Mao, allegedly. I've, I've heard a <laughs> rumor or two about his exploits. Yeah. Moving along. Uh, last one in this little bonus package. The rest you'll have to like pay the 12 simple payments of $999 to get, you know? That's, that's, that, that, that's one payment every month. But each month yes. I get more information about how to do it better. Yeah. That sounds like a that sounds like a great deal. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, you'll be like swimming in in cash by the time. 
Yeah, because uh, now time. I can I can use these and I can pass down these steps to someone else. So I'll I, I will already and get then my that back. Person and th- and they can pass it down. And- pass it down and then you'll get kickbacks from that as well that's great that's that's how it's almost like, a, like a, a multi-level scheme it's like there's like a triangle and there's different like tiers of it and like you're you're technically one above me but i'm still pretty close to the top if i if i yeah. keep bringing it down then it gets wider and wider that's that's sounds like a pretty good like setup it's, yeah, it's and then st- i you know, benefit and then you benefit i mean the triangle on. is actually the strongest shape uh, structurally. structurally, structurally. So, so check this out, right? Demand for free speech and suppression of dissent. <laughs> right. So, cults will vigorously defend their right to free speech, even resorting to legal action. Uh, there's some very infamous court cases involving cults. Yes. Um, and then they will criticize rival organizations for you know undemocratic practices. Yet, within the ranks of the group, dissent is actively suppressed, you know? Yeah, this is like the Scientology classic here. Yeah, exactly. And members will be told, like, yeah, you should absolutely criticize. But then if they do criticize, you know, they're going to be humiliated. They could very easily be expelled. It's like a, a bait and switch. It's like, yeah, we give you this platform to criticize. So then we know who to target and to tear down. Very, very common. Very, very useful when you want to, you know, strengthen the integrity of your cult. All right. And one last quick game. Um, let's ask what? ourselves. Really? You're just, yeah. you're just like I'm giving this up for free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only if you call right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's ask ourselves, am I already in a political cult? Great, good question. Actually, this is something people should ask themselves pretty frequently. Yes, yes. And to figure that out, we have to look at the conditions that indicate the presence of ideological totalism, a term coined by American psychiatrist Robert J. Lifton to give a name to the mood of absolute convictions, which embeds ideas so deeply in people's heads that they grow inoculated against doubt. So, what are the eight conditions he identifies as indicating the presence of ideological totalism? Well, there's milieu control, mystical manipulation, the demand for purity, the cult of confession, the secret science, loading the language, doctrine over person, and the dispensing of existence. What do those mean? One at a time. Milieu control involves techniques that dominate a person's contact with the outside world and communication with themselves. Right? So that idea of cults isolating people preventing them from testing the group's ideas against external alternatives. Mystical manipulation is where cults claim a sense of higher purpose and portray the ideology as the vanguard of social development. That's all-encompassing. This is the essential ideology for the future of the world. Demand for purity is, of course, where members are like convicted of their superiority and purity in their beliefs. The core ideas are essential, and anybody who is a non-member or is a, crit- or is a critic is an accomplice in some kind of conspiracy against the cult's ideas. The cult of confession is where members are required to confess their inadequacies and failures in group meetings, which helps to break down individuality and intimidating and helps to intimidate potential dissenters. The sacred science is where the group's ideology is presented as a sacred moral vision. So you can't really question its basic assumptions. The immortal science of Marxist Leninism. The immortal science, indeed. 
Loading the language is what we were talking about earlier, where cults use repetitive phrases and throw terminate and cliches to prevent critical analysis and limit thinking and feeling. Doctrine over person is where historical myths are created or altered to align with the cult's ideology. And then the dispensing of existence is where only those who adhere to the group's ideology are fully human or good, while all others are seen as agents of evil or barriers to progress. I hope that whole delivery has been useful for you in determining whether or not you are in a cult, as well as determining how you can create your own. Well, um, something that that my boss has told me a lot is that there's there's very little difference between a cult and a really good party. So, <laughs> but <laughs> the biggest difference is that a party, hopefully will be over right it's it should just be like one night it should so a good party is is a cult that lasts like 12 hours tops so you can't apply a lot of these ideas to I putting see. together a really fun house party as long as that it's a, there's a mandatory uh like a dissolution of the party after after you know everyone wakes up the next morning um so right that now is... I'm imagining like a a DJ, like <laughs> yes, yes, like like DJ Milieu Control on the <laughs> B. <laughs> we, we are we are putting Gex back on. <laughs> no, no more, no more ska. Back to Gex, exactly. Yeah, the future to... lies right here in this base. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah um but i mean in all seriousness political cults are really sad you know they prey on people's frustrations the desire for change they prey on what's worse is they they prey on their desire for affiliation you yeah know, one of our most deeply rooted desires to identify with so- social groups to develop an identity on a familiar local ethnic or national scale and it's really sad that people get lost in that source. You know, remember that no matter what, the group you choose to affiliate with should be able to handle con- dissent. I think that's a very good baseline upon which to affiliate uh, or to determine your affiliation. Healthy groups, organizations, and movements are not weakened by dissent. They need dissent, disagreement, and conflict to survive. Frequent and important disagreement makes movements and organizations stronger. It allows the individuals within them to maintain a level of independence and allows ideas to evolve through challenge rather than to exist purely due to the stifling atmosphere of conformity. Today we spoke about the techniques employed by both left-wing and right-wing cults to maintain high levels of conformity, activism, and intolerance among their members. I want to emphasize that Our discussion doesn't imply that movements striving for societal change are inherently bound to become obscure cults, though that a critical examination of modern society is not warranted. But it's important to remember that while our will challenges require political analysis and action, the organizations that we form to address these challenges must try to genuinely seek understanding and transformation while preserving the freedom and individuality of its members. I still have to say, create a real community, not a cult.
that's all until next time. I've been Andrew of the YouTube channel Andrewism. And next we'll be discussing the one and only, the loathsome Lyndon Lurch. Peace. Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 